and one. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Doctrines of Rad. I'm Logan and this is Drew. And tonight's Hello. episode, uh, I'm going to try not to get angry. All right. We're going uh, to get banned uh, because Logan has, uh, we got it. Well, let's just talk about it, Logan. So we're, we're talking, we're devoting tonight to TikTok evangelism, social media evangelism, uh, some of the frustrations about yeah. that. And uh, Logan has yeah, had yeah. some personal experience uh, as of recently. In fact, Tonight, Logan, why don't you go ahead and uh, start us off and tell us uh, what happened? Oh, I'd love to, Drew, but I have no idea what just happened. Skippy, can you tell me? Anybody that was in the last live? I had to switch to my alternate account. The fact that I even have to have an alternate account is stupid. But, I, 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 yeah, I got banned. I can't go live on my other account. I don't know why. I don't know what What'd happened. What did you do, Logan? Obviously, you must have done something really terrible and heinous in order for them to ban you obviously what was it what violation of their terms of service did you violate <laughs> hateful behavior so oh, the comment right. no never mind i am agreeing with tiktok i'm siding with tiktok on this i'm siding with tiktok on this logan is hateful and his behavior the comment was like and i i hate this stupid comment um and it's at the fault of christians not representing christ appropriately uh but no no love like Christian or no hate like Christian loves. I was like, yeah, I disagree. Ah. And then boom, immediately from the moment I said that, I just. You disagreed with that? How dare you? Yeah. That doesn't fit the narrative, my friend. Yeah. All and right. It goes to show you like you're an ambassador for Christ, right? That, that, that phrase, no hate like Christian love has meaning because people were representing Christ and doing the wrong thing. Hmm. I don't know, man. I don't think I don't. I, I'm not sure that I agree. Let me play devil's advocate here for a second. I think everybody that's on TikTok that is proclaiming Jesus is uh, is doing it with the best intentions. Oh yeah, like getting money, but nobody well, sends us money. Well, that's the that's part of it uh, because we're not representing Christ, apparently. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> what a catch twenty two. Like yeah. guys, I healed Skippy Top's arm. He used to have no arm, and now he has two arms. So, just so you Who? guys know, he's one of my followers. Oh, he's I got have a cult. Did you know that I started a cult? Oh yeah, no, I've heard. Can Logan see my comments? Can you see uh, Teensa's I... comments? Mm-hmm. No. Well, I can. I can pass them off to Logan, or you can join Logan on his TikTok. I am live on TikTok as well. For those of you listening on Spotify or YouTube at a later date, um, so we uh. Logan messaged me. We, we always talk before the show. I mean, probably not as much as we should, but we do always talk before the show and we kind which of get some, fault. which is no dude. Okay. The self-deprecating though, like this is not, this is not a Logan's fault thing. This is, we're not playing fault games here, my friend. Um, but we, we talked, we talked before there's Skippy top. Hello, Skippy top. Thank you for that follow. Um, so, Logan was like, I heard, actually, this is what's cool about this community, Logan. Let me give you some encouragement. So the day after you had an incident on TikTok, some people were jumping into my lives asking if I had heard from you and heard about what had happened to you. So this is how tight-knit the community is, is that people that watch you were with you while you were presenting, while you were representing the gospel in this live with, with these atheists. And they saw what happened to you and immediately were concerned about you and uh, reached out to me to make sure that you were okay. 
So I just want to say, like, out of out of the stuff that happened, and it's unfortunate the way that it it happened. We're going to talk about that. Um, I think it's really neat to know that the community stands behind Christian brothers and sisters that are on this app and and looking out for each other. And uh, Abaya, we're going to tell you right now. We're going to tell you what happened. So I was, I'm going to lead up to the to what actually happened, and then I'm going to let Logan explain it. By the way, guys, if you're watching on TikTok and you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel yet, you can get the whole thing. It's going to always be up on YouTube. Every episode, we are on episode 25, uh, and we'll all the clips and stuff come from the YouTube. So um, if you could give us a like and follow, and if we show things and videos on here, we you will show them on YouTube. Uh, versus on here. So, okay. So I went live. Let's see. It must've been probably Saturday. I think uh, if this, if the timeline is correct. And uh, I immediately had people coming in saying, Hey, did you see what happened to Logan last night? Did you see what happened to Logan? And I was like, no, I, I didn't know. I, I mean, I wish I spent more time on doing lives anyway on my own, but uh, no, I didn't hear. And people were like, dude, like Logan was distraught. And I was like, well, that, I mean, that sounds like typical Logan. Logan. <laughs> no, but who's talking about? I'm just, me? I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm being, I'm being a little facetious, a little bit, a little bit out there. But uh, they, they could tell that you were upset, and they were like, he was in this live with these atheists, and they were just ganging up on him and just really going at him. And uh, I'm gonna let Logan take over the story from here, so he can tell you the rest of it. Yeah, so it started with me wanting to talk to the host who, like, you know how people put a green screen behind them or a black screen and, like, with phrases, like, just to provoke conversation or debate. So I just wanted to, like, talk about this idea that she had about, you know, um, a person's sexual encounters and whether it should matter to a person pursuing them. And if if you do uh, – have a problem with it, then you're misogynistic. There's something wrong with you for having standards when finding a or pursuing a, a woman. Um, well, the moment I came in and tried, started having the conversation with her, several, she allowed several other individuals that essentially it was bullying is what happened. Like, I can't, I can't speak. Well, I'm wait a allowed. second. We don't like bullying. I thought yeah. bullying was what we did. I thought we yeah. Christians did the bullying. Yeah, apparently. No. Oh, okay. um, and bullying is bad. Um, and so they bullied me to the point that uh, they wouldn't allow me to speak towards the end. Um, and just, I mean, the only thing I could say is, well, if you guys want me to leave, I'll, I'll go. Like, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you. Uh, and then I was like, uh, well, I hope you guys have a blessed night. Of which they replied with, we hope you never have a blessed night. So, oh, good one, uh, man. Yeah. Doggone it. Are you And you uh, haven't been able to rest since. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you've not so, been blessed at all. So I, I, I stand behind scripture. I believe it is God's word. I believe it is inerrant and infallible. Right. Um, and they kept saying, I have this cognitive dissonance where I can believe scripture yet somehow accept what it says and try to manipulate it to fit our modern time. Right. And I was like, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll say I have a cognitive dissonance with this. Right. That's not true. There's a completely different culture, completely different scenario playing out, completely different world uh, compared to what we're dealing with here in 21st century America. But I was like, I'll I'll give you that, which is one, one, don't do that. Don't give them any kind of high ground. It's not going to get you anywhere, right? 
Um, but I, because I wanted to make this point, I, I wanted to explain if I do have some kind of cognitive dissonance uh, with scripture, I need to let you know why, right? And they did give me one chance to explain this. And the moment I brought up Christ, it was, it was actually eye-opening to me. The moment I mentioned Christ, they wanted nothing. They didn't want to hear anything about it, right? So what, there was what a were you able to say before that, before talking about Jesus? Uh, so if they, they wanted to get into the Old Testament, right, and into Deuteronomy, where they believe there's certain passages that says that God allows sexual assault, um, which is not true. It's not true in, in, the, in, in the slightest. So their, right? their argument was God allows sexual assault. Their argument was, is the reason we are on a rise of sexual assault in America is because of mm. Christianity. And so I asked them, please show us anywhere in our faith that teaches that sexual assault is okay. So they brought up uh, different passages in Deuteronomy, which they completely um, distort and manipulate to fit their their uh, their belief system. Um, yeah, so it, it is surprising that the moment I tried to focus only on Jesus, right, and explain this cognitive dissonance, which I explained, like, look, I, I come to you knowing nothing more than Christ and Him crucified. Right? That's that I know that to be true. And you can believe it or not. If if he truly is who he said he was, if he truly did raise from the like, if he was resurrected and raised from the dead, if he was the word made flesh, and this is his word, and I know his character to be good, then there has to be somewhere in there where we see the good in what is happening in a fallen world. And that mm -hmm. God is either restricting man from doing certain things or allowing things to occur for greater good to occur overall. Um, and I mean, obviously they didn't like that answer, right? So that when we see God send the Israelites out to kill nations of people, right? There, there's probably a lot of spiritual things going on behind, uh, behind the, behind the scenes that we don't understand or, sure. or recognize. Um, I still have a lot more to dive into with the unseen realm, but it sounds like there's much, much more going on. Yeah, you it's fell like, off of TikTok. Uh, no, you fell off of TikTok, my friend. I'm still live. <laughs> I'm still live. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. that's weird. Well, I'm still on TikTok. One of us got one of us got banned. No, I mean, we're Invite. not. We're still. I still got all. Everybody's still in here. There we go. We're back. They really hate us. Ooh, boy, I tell you what. The hey, just remember, if they hate you, they hated Christ first. That's right. And that's kind of reassuring, right? Like in the I midst think it's supposed the, to be. That's why we're, yeah, I agree. Right, like in the midst of all everything that was happening, I was just like, he's right. He's right. He was right. This just proves it even more. They hated him. They hated him first. They hate They hate the idea of him. Yeah. So, shame so, on him. So these guys are making their arguments that God, what was their justification that God allows for sexual assault? Uh, so in Deuteronomy 21 and 22 um, and in 31, Numbers 31, there's passages, passages that seem to allude to the idea um, that God is going to allow um, or even uh, condone the behavior of men in a way that seems uh, to 
give them uh, incentive, if mm. I would, to SA, right? Which isn't true. So they take spoils of war. They see a beautiful, if you see a beautiful woman, um, and I'll just go ahead and read through. Uh, let's see, 10 through four. Hold on, let me go back. I love how there's all kinds of commentaries on this particular passage. And uh, while, while we're waiting, just say hello to everybody on TikTok while Logan's pulling the scripture up. Uh, Big Mike, I saw you, man. Hey, uh, you know, just so you know, um, Logan and I, we we are this podcast. <laughs> we didn't invite anybody else into here. It's me and Logan. That's our it's our podcast. We didn't do a a Logan, Mike, and Drew podcast. Now that'd be a fun thing. Maybe we could talk about. But uh, I have no what idea what you're talking about. So Mike, true Christian, was like uh, he came in and he said, uh, "Oh, must be nice to get invited on the podcast." I remember when Drew liked me. <laughs> He just invites me back every week. He doesn't yeah, have to. I know. I'm not really set. I'm not fully set on Logan being a full-time host, but I'm keeping around basically until I find somebody better. So, All right. So uh, Deuteronomy 21.10 says, When you go out to war against your enemies and the Lord your God gives them into your hand and you take them captive and you see among the captives a beautiful woman and you desire to take her to be your wife, and you bring her home to your house, she shall shave her head and pare her nails, and she shall take off the clothes in which she was captured and shall remain in your house and lament, right, grieve her father and her mother a full month. After that, you may go into her and be her husband, and she shall be your wife. But if you no longer delight in her, you shall let her go where she wants, but you shall not sell her for money, nor shall you treat her as a slave since you have humiliated her, right? So their focus is this idea mm. that you have captured this woman, young woman, more than likely, a virgin. Those are the only ones that were allowed to live. And you have brought her over, you have taken her, and now you have forced her into marriage with you, mm. right? And you are required to only give her one month to lament or to grieve over her family. And after that, she is to throw away the past, right? And so there's a lot of things that are happening here, right? The shaving of her head, paring of her nails, um, the, the stripping herself of her old garments was in the sense, a ritual of cleansing. Yeah, it's like a baptism right? almost. A, almost, right? So a ritual of cleansing of rib, removing them from the culture they once had yeah, and symbolic. bringing them into the fold of God. Right. So a few things with this, if we, if we believe these are God's people, although they weren't perfect and they did a lot of wrong, right. That more than, they're fighting on the right side when they're doing God's will, right. They're, they're removing the midnights or whatever tribe or uh, people group around them um, off the face of the earth as God yeah. has commanded. These right? are false gods that God is commanding his people to go and annihilate the worshipers right. of false gods. So that is, that needs to be, I think that's one of the things I've seen in unseen realm that I, 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 I see more now when I read scripture and, and discuss it is, is like the purpose and the reason of why God would do that. Why would God send his people to not only just he, God didn't just send Israel to go and take the promised land. 
right? There was more to it. God actually instructed the people to go and systematically destroy the false gods, the the lesser gods even, uh, of these other nations and what they represented. So um, there needs to be, like, I, like, what I was trying to say to you when we were talking on the phone is that, A, the Bible is clear that without Christ revealing, illuminating scripture for the, the person reading it, it's it's nothing but a history book mm. at, be, at best, right? Mm. I mean, it's a we believe it to be a true history book, uh, to be a, a history of events, and those can be backed up with archaeology, those can be backed up historically, you know, Judaism is is I think probably right now the oldest religion on earth. Yeah, I it's, mean well Hinduism like well so when do when do we have records of uh Judaism actually uh occurring and starting? I mean it started in the beginning, right? But we don't have right. any artifacts to show that. So Hinduism kind of holds the, the yeah the the first place medal on that one. Sure. With actual artifacts, but yeah, I mean, so there's an ancientness to the religion. So the same way that people would in the world respect Hinduism for being such an old religion, and they do. I mean, they were a lot of people respect because it's you know it's it's a false religion, but they respect it because of its historicity. And in fact, Rome, one of the reasons that Israel was able to maintain their own religions religious order was because Rome respected antiquity. Rome actually had a respect for ancient and old, old religions that had been around far longer than their empire, and they acknowledged. So that's actually a testimony to Israel, the fact that that Rome allowed them to, to operate, to have their own, you know, the Pharisees and Sadducees, their own council, their own laws, their own. I mean, they were given a lot of, of freedoms uh, to have under Roman rule because they Rome recognized their antiquity. So you've got this um, this this ancient religion that displays God overtaking the gods that had ruled or the, even, even if you don't believe that they were real, uh, real entities, it's still a show of God destroying those that did not worship him. And whether you believe that the entities themselves are, are actual divine beings, like I believe, or you believe something else otherwise, or you're working through it, kind of like what Logan's kind of working through right now. Um, the fact is that God was showing himself to be mighty, showing himself to be powerful and worthy of praise by destroying those. And you got to remember, these other religions, they're, they're not peace-loving religions either. Like, I think people miss... The point of like you want to get you want to get angry at the at the God of the Israelites for destroying these other nations that were that were sacrificing children. They were they had uh, little to no respect for life. Their gods demanded way more than our God demands when it comes to, you know, we God, uh, you know, demanded sacrifice, animal sacrifice and the faith that we have towards him to do that. So these other gods are, are, are malevolent gods. And yeah. so God is making a show of his goodness and glory by destroying the people that worship these gods that demanded blood that demanded. I mean, there was no boy, you really have to get yourself into the mindset to realize that like, these were like lawless people 
their gods they they had very like they they had very low view of of a lot of things like it, it's not just um, we look at it today can you help me out what i'm trying to say like they were wicked well, people doing yeah, wicked so things so the argument is is that if god is going to ask us to do genocide right how can you go forth and do such a thing well first off because god said so right if god, if god tells you to do anything you do it you don't argue right and if you think you have the ability to argue you've already failed right and so we we take this idea of war right and the israelites removing other nation people groups off the face of the earth right and not not having any mercy right kill everyone except the virgin women or kill everyone that doesn't matter who it is and their mm -hmm. livestock right um you compare that to the flood mm -hmm. right that was a mercy that they they died it was a mercy for us today yes right like yes. can you imagine a world let's say 5,000 years later that <laughs> quite literally was that corrupt back then that their hearts were evil continually and continued for 5,000 more years. It would have, we would have destroyed ourselves. We would have lived lives of, of utter suffering and destruction. Right. And so, and also the flood also has parallels to us being uh, protected and guided and elected. And like, there's, a right. uh, foreshadowing of what there's God a, does mercy. through Christ. Yeah. There's mercy in the flood. There is. Yeah. And that our that the human race would not continue on in such a wicked state. Well, Jesus promises that it'll be like the times of Noah, right? And whatever, however you interpret that passage or whatever you think that's going to look like. Um, but then you take that same concept of God declaring his just uh, decree of removing everyone off the face of the earth during Noah's time, right? Whether you think it was localized or uh, global, either way, these people drowned, right? Women, children, adults, didn't matter. Animals. Animals drowned, yep. right? God is just in doing so. That's hard for the non-believer to accept. It's hard for somebody who hasn't had a scripture illuminated to them to accept. Yeah, that's exactly right? it. But you take that same concept with the flood and you apply it to the Israelites going back and, and taking control of the area that God has given to them. It is a mercy that, that those women were allowed to come into the fold of God and that their lineage can continue down the path of the people of God. Additionally, they didn't just leave the women out there. Other countries did the other nations did the very same thing, and then, in fact, they were not so merciful all the time. They would kill everybody too. They would not uh, if they did take captives. They were they were taking slaves for themselves. So this is not like I think maybe people misgeneralize or misunderstand. It's not that only Israel is going around conquering. Like there were nations that were also coming against Israel, and mm. God and 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 they were making trying to make a mockery. There's a who is the, who is the, was it Hezekiah that was king when the, well, there was a pagan God that was basically making a mockery of him saying, our God is more powerful. Our God is stronger. Um, you know, we will destroy the God of Israel. Uh, and basically that's what they were, that's what they were attempting to do. And, uh, and God, you know, obviously continues to, to bless and protect his people. I can't remember if it's, King Hezekiah, if that happened under his reign, but 
there were people they they were those nations were also trying to kill and destroy israel it wasn't just like there wasn't a lot of peace guys there wasn't a lot of like it, it's not like the united states and the world culture and situation that we're in right now like we're we're in a lot of rumors of war situations here in the u.s a lot of mm-hmm. little things that are not worldwide that really that are really more politically driven they're they're politically driven conflicts between nations um but we're not you know it we don't have to worry every three or four months that you know china is going to invade us you know because they just did and they were unsuccessful you know what i mean like we've there's been a pretty long time that we've we've had right now where the nations have been getting along it's a very different situation yeah absolutely so i follow this like train of thought with me okay christ is who he said he was yep we know he is the 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 totality of truth right he is a represent he is the physical embodiment of truth he is the word made flesh god's word is truth Right. And when we read scripture like this, without even studying this passage or even digging deep into the Hebrew or the Greek, I can trust that the character of God is consistent from the Old Testament to the new. Right. How can I you know, trust that? Well, I trust it because what do you mean? Well, like, how do you make that argument? How so how do you explain that we can trust that the God uh, that got the God that ordered the destruction of nations is the same God that sent Christ, that is yeah, not a that, different God. Yes, we call that, that God's immutability, right? That he's unchanging. He doesn't change. He's the same uh, yesterday, today, and forever. Um, so it's not like he's like, oh, society has gotten better, therefore I can't do these things. No. If anything, society has gotten, gotten better because God has done these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you trust Christ, you can trust his word. If you trust his word, then you can trust that the the display of the good father that protects and guides and keeps his people and um, provides for them is going to continue on to today. And that his, that anytime you are dealing with a passage like Deuteronomy 22, 28 through 29 or Deuteronomy 21, um, that you can just look at that and go, okay, what is God? What is actually happening here? What are these people doing? And why is God allowing these things to happen? I think it is a mercy to bring those women into the fold of God's people and re- and restore them and adopt them in, right? There's kind of a parallel there. There's a pattern. Yeah. There, there is, right? Uh, these people have been exiled. Their family lineage has gone outside of the uh, Israelite family, right, of the Hebrews. And now they're warring against basically their brethren, right, their cousins, right? And God still adopts these women into the family of God. And we see that happen with Gentiles and the gospel today, right? That we are adopted into Christ's family, that we are co-heirs with Christ, that we are ambassadors for him, even though we are not by bloodline Hebrews, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I, obviously the parallel breaks down because the, the woman is beautiful and entices the Israelite soldier to uh, draw her in or capture her, or adopt her in. Um, there's nothing, and like understand that the parallel breaks down here. There's nothing you do. There's no nothing beautiful or great about you that makes God adopt you in. He adopts you in based on His own decision to do so. Um, but the, the the idea there that 
would it have been better for them to have just left them out there in the wilderness and everyone they've ever known has just been murdered or bring them in with you, right? It, and it very clearly says you're not to sell her. You're not to treat her as a slave. If she decides to leave, if she chooses not to love you, then you can go. And it doesn't say that he has to sleep with her. It says he may, right? And hopefully these men have character. Well, and that's what made it a marriage too. Like the consummation, like I don't think that God was approving of, of sex outside of marriage in that situation. I think he's talking about taking this person, taking this woman, making a covenant before the Lord that she would yeah. be his wife and then consummating the marriage after the wedding has taken place. So, I mean, that yeah. was still tradition. That was still yeah. a historical thing that happened. Correct. Yeah. So, and I mean, reality is she probably didn't have a decision in the factor, right? She was, a probably spoils, she was spoils of war. Sure. Right. But they could not get past that fact. They could yeah. not see her the, any less than a victim. Mm. Right. It just could not resonate for them that, yeah. okay, this happens. This happens in this in, in this in this world that they lived in that people groups war against each other. Yeah. And if you're left alive, guess what? You're going home with them. You're not staying there. God knew that. God right. knew that's how people behaved. So what does he do? He regulates the process yeah. of which these people are going to behave. He made Israel unique of a nation to do that. Right. He did. Yep. Absolutely. So stand, stand firm on the truth of the, on the truth that you know who Christ is. You know his character. I hope you do. I hope if you have a relationship with Christ, you're able to point out certain things about like his his character and his his even his personality that you see in scripture that correlates with the God of the Old Testament. Right? So there have you ever heard the phrase? I actually grew up believing this, right? That uh, that the God of the Old Testament was angry and hateful, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the God of the New Testament is loving and gracious and merciful. And that somewhere he shifted his behavior. Right. Well, that's blasphemy. Right. No point does God change his mind. Yeah. In fact, I think we would not, without seeing God. And him demonstrating his full wrath on display for history to see we would not understand what Jesus did on the cross. Yeah. You, you see it with the flood. Right. right? You Wiped can't, out. You, we're not, guys, we're not saved from our own sin. That's not why God saves us. He's not saving us so that we sin less. That's not what Jesus, he's not saving us from ourselves as a help, self-help guru. Jesus yeah. Christ is saving us and sparing us from the wrath of God. The wrath of God. Do you want to know what the wrath of God is? Take a look at the stories of the Old Testament. See how God dealt with rebellion and how he dealt with sin. Then you will see and understand that Christ, of course, no, no wonder that Israel was waiting for a Messiah. They, they had seen the wrath of God poured out. They understood in concepts that Yahweh was merciful, but yet he was very holy and very righteous. So you, the people knew that when they sinned, look at David, look at David's responses. He sinned against God. He, he, he saw it. It, it, it drew him to be debased. It, it drew him to repent. 
And because he saw the power of God and he understood not only does God fight David's battles, but God has every right to destroy David and his kingdom at any moment. I mean, any moment. That, yeah. And it's, we, we take God's mercy for granted in so many ways. I mean, I, I'm thankful for the demonstration of the wrath of God. So that makes me cling that much more to the, to Jesus, uh, on my behalf to the father, because I understand, like, I just, I was thinking about this today, dude. I, my mind, my brain is so wicked, dude, all the time. My, my brain, like the things that I think, the, the, the thoughts that come into my head at any given moment are sometimes some of the most wicked. And I'm like, where in the world did that come from? You ever think about crashing your vehicle? Oh, dude, I, that's, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I mean, I, I, I've had thoughts where it's been like, I'm driving along. I'm just, I'm just going to veer off and just crash into a telephone pole. Just okay. To so see it's what not it's like. just so, me. Like, no, okay. man. And, and I mean, if I could get, I'm not going to get more into the depravity of my own mind because that has to come under submission to Christ. So I don't want to give it any room uh, Amen, to, to boast. But Amen. what I will say is, uh, I can't speak for everybody else's mind, but I believe when the Bible says that we are prone to do, we are prone to wander, we are prone to do what we want, uh, we are prone to be drawn away by the lusts of the flesh, and that doesn't always mean a sexual lust. It can be very different kinds of lust. It can be lusts towards hatred, uh, lust towards judgment, lust towards jealousy. I mean, yeah. man, jealousy, dude. I'll tell you, I I gotta fight it. I get on TikTok sometimes, and I'll see a Christian brother that's just doing great, like. He's got an amazing online ministry going. He's he's like guys like Mike from Inspiring Philosophy or guys like Violin Robin. Like I'll see guys like that. They're doing well and they're making great content. They're making great videos. They're getting good responses from people. And the very first thing that my brain wants to do is be like, they're probably hiding something. They're probably like, you know, like I try to justify like, why am I, why is God blessing them in the way that I wish that he would bless me? And that's yeah. jealousy. And I have, and that's, that's the tip of the iceberg of the depravity of my mind. Yeah. Dude. So if, if yeah. I know, if I know where mine, where my mind goes, I know what I think of. I understand the, the lawlessness that happens in this wasteland up here. I absolutely understand why God would pour out his wrath. If my mind was left unchecked to do what it actually wanted to do, my Lord, I can see. I totally can understand Sodom and Gomorrah. I totally understand the flood. I totally understand. I What I don't understand is the mercy of Christ dying on the cross for me. That's what I don't understand because I get, I get my depravity. I get my sin. I'm nasty. I'm fallen. I fall short. I glorify myself. I try to put myself first. I fall into all these traps. I, I get it. I understand and I get it. Yeah. I don't get the mercy yet while i was a sinner, was still a sinner died, for, died me. for you yes come on now come on now preach preach come on now let's <laughs> go brother let me hear that word Je- jesus yeah, while you were still a sinner he died for you yes it, it, i am i get i'm deserving of the punishment i don't i cannot comprehend comprehend the mercy and the grace yeah and yeah exactly uh, abaya why does god put up with us he doesn't have to he really could have started over. He really could have done something uh, differently, but he didn't. This is these are the cards that we've been dealt, and I hate to I hate to make it sound 
you know, superficial on, on some sort of level, but these are the cards that we as human beings have been dealt. Now we can, we can rail against God in the sky saying, why didn't you create yourself in, in my image of you, God, right? Like we create God in our own image and say, well, I'll only worship God if he's created in my image, in the way that I project God to be. Well, I would never worship a God that would do this, or I would never worship a God that would do that. But we're, we're so prone to do that. But that's not, I mean, it, these are the cards, guys. You've been given your hand. Like, th these are the rules that we must follow. I, I wish that I could teleport. It would save me a ton of money on gas, especially in today's economy. Guess what? I can't. I have a limitation. Who set that limitation? God did. God said you cannot teleport. So guess what, guys? God makes the rules. We live in what God has made. That's it. I'm sorry to make people like I know a lot of people, a lot of Christians are taught about this loving God and he just wants to make your life prosperous and better and he wants to save your marriage and he wants to give you money. And he wants to get you a book deal and he wants to you know, bless you with a lottery ticket. But that's not God doesn't have to do any of it. That's he right. doesn't have yeah. to do anything. He's not owed you anything. That's right. You owe him absolutely everything from the moment that you took breath, not even that, from the moment you were conceived, you have owed God a debt. Your life has a payment attached to it. There is a wage of that life. That wage is death. That's it. That's the system that God set up. Guess what? God made, created a loophole. Come on now. Preach. Within his own rules, he said, you do deserve death, guys. You absolutely do. But because I want you in my presence, because I've created you for a purpose, I will take the debt upon myself to ensure that this will never happen again. And that's where we are. There is therefore now no condemnation for those. No condemnation. Praise the Lord. None. Yeah. So like, just remember, there are, for, for those. <laughs> so we got shot. That's what that was, was a shadow banning of some kind. Um, I went and like tapped the screen to see if we can get like like likes to push us onto the for you page and oh, yeah? still still nothing. No, because normally you see traffic come in and out as people pass. Yeah, it's it stayed it stayed at a steady like six people steady, in my life. Steady. I had yeah, I had three for a long time. Uh, which is fine. So we have Yeah, it's not about the followers, but it is really interesting. Disciple. We get yeah, well, <laughs> It just adds to the aggravation of like stop. Well, I got four now. Two people just left. Yeah, like oh, conspiracy theories. Screw this. Yeah, but we're gonna start talking about the Jews next. <laughs> <laughs> you say just a little stank on it, and it becomes yeah. a bad word. I know. I can't not say it was stank, dude. <laughs> it's a word that comes with it. So, um, yeah, dude. I just, uh, you know. It, I think what we need to start diverting people's focus when they start hitting with these sexual things and God advocates for this and God advocates, you know, the hatred of women or whatever, 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 we really need to draw people back to the garden to see what God's God's perfect intentions mm. are for the woman. Yeah. All right. And, and we should really focus and really sit and kind of marinate on God saw that it wasn't good for man to be alone. And so he didn't, he didn't create another man or right. a clone right. or an animal uh, that could talk or an animal man, like a mixture <laughs> or an animal man, clone man. Yeah. Right. He gave him a woman. And he, he not only gave 
gave man a woman as a help meet, not a not a footstool, not a second class citizen, but a help meet to bring completion to God's perfect situation for a human man and a human woman mm. is to come together, become one flesh, produce children and and honor God. And um, the woman was made out of the, the rib of man to show how much importance she plays in this, yeah. that it was not good for man to be alone. It, it, listen to what God is saying. The God of the universe is dwelling with man. And what does he say? It is not good for man to be alone. That is how much God cares about men and women. Mm. And that is a cherished blessing. Man should keep women like his rib, like his rib that guards his heart. I know that that's philosophical and romantic, but this is a part of us that completes us. And it's a beautiful union that symbolizes who God is in his fullness, in his essence. God is a created, creative being. And he allows us to create in order that we image him. We are to image God, not the other way around. We want to make God in our own image. We say, well, we can't do this. We can't worship a God like that. That's, that's not, that's not for us to say. All right. Somebody's, somebody's got questions. Uh, so, uh, if Lucifer was to repent right now, bend the knee to God, would God forgive him? No, uh, we don't see, we don't see any examples of redemption for the fallen. Um, if, if, you know, if that was something that God wanted to do, that would be fine. But God has already sealed the deal. So not only can, can Lucifer, Satan, not repent, but God has already spoken on what will happen to Lucifer. So yeah. regardless of whether he could or could not, the 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 story has been told and God has, has uh, ordained it by his voice saying that this is what will happen to sin and death and all of the all of the angels and demons, basically the, the fallen angels, if, if you will, I don't know if that's the right term for them. I, I feel weird sometimes saying fallen angels, but just say the rebellious ones from heaven. <clears throat> yeah. Um, there, there is no means of, uh, redemption for them, right? Mankind made in the image of God, made in the likeness of God. Um, and God has established a plan from the beginning from before angels were ever a thing, right? Right. Before God spoke and light appeared, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they, there, there was a plan for our redemption. Um, I think God has hardened His heart and turned Him over to His passions. Yeah. Um, and is going to allow Him to do what He wants to do for a time. Yeah. Um, and he's going to reap what he sows. So as a compatibilist, I, I believe there is some deterministic things in this world that are going to occur. Yeah. Um, like I, my daughter, the fact that she does exist in the, in the fleshly meat suit that she has, mm. I mean, I, I cannot believe that there was any other world where I was with a different woman producing a different offspring, maybe even with the same spirit. I don't, I don't think happens i think i absolutely would have found shelby everything worked out the way it was supposed to but at the same time i'm making decisions 
right? I'm, I'm, I'm operating in time and space and I am responsible for those decisions that I'm making. Lucifer is too, right? Yeah. He's, he's revelation is set. He's, he's going to be cast away with the rest of them. But he's responsible in everything he does against the image of God. The more he rebels against him, he's just adding to what he already deserves. Um, yeah. So is, is that fair? I, Romans 9 was so important for me in my Christian walk. Mm. He is the potter and I am the clay. And as an artist, as an artist, man, like when I make a painting, like think about think about the, the material, right? I am... Um, I, 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 I'm autonomous, right. In the sense of like, I have agency. Um, I, I have a thought process. I have consciousness. I can recognize other things that have consciousness. Um, those things don't. Right. And I have more in common with that painting that I'm producing than I have with God, but he is that far separated from me. Although I am made as an image and likeness, he is that vast right there's a chasm that separates us but that painting can never look at me and say you should never have made me this way you should have painted this you should have added this color mm. you you should put me on display or you should not throw me in the trash you should not paint over me the painting has no right to what i do to it because i have full authority over that canvas mm. right god has every bit of authority over his creation if he said for us to do anything, right? He was like, hey, Logan, go murder. In the moment he said it, it would immediately be a good thing. And the, the world we know would switch and change around, right? Obviously, he wouldn't. Right. Obviously, he doesn't change. That's not an but argument point, that Logan's making, atheists. Right. So calm down, <laughs> but okay? My, but my point is that the moment God says anything or that decrees anything, by definition, is good because he has authority. He is the creator and we yep. either accept it or we don't. It, it's a beautiful thing that he's given us agency to, to make choices. The tree in the midst of the garden wasn't a curse. It was a blessing because we mm -hmm. get to understand his love. We get to understand uh, a portion in our depravity, right? We get to see uh, his glory be displayed in a way that would have never happened if we would have never fell. If, if we have never fallen, Christ would have never occurred. And he comes to our rescue. That would have never occurred. There's glory in that. He receives glory from that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what I else? What else I can hate, you say to that? I hate Andrew. He's, he's like, I'm autonomous. Arminian Logan. <laughs> you know what? Molin I mean. Molinist Logan. <laughs> Molinist. Yeah. Completely missed the first half of that where I said I'm a compatibilist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I uh, I think reconciling God's sovereign will and that God, like I would I would just be like, well, why why would He do it that way? And once I saw it clear in Scripture that it's decreed that God does what He wants, yeah, I just saw God differently. I saw and and not in a bad way. I, you know, you would think I, I feel like I used to think that well, that was you know that's a uh, that's a different God, but no, man, I just see it. It's just, uh, he's, he just does what he wants and, he uh, answers to no one. Yeah. Right. He doesn't have to ask anybody if this is a good idea, right? 
Right. Or should I do this? Right. Anytime you see him talking like with Elohim or mm-hmm. the heavenly host, it's for their good, their yeah. benefit that he's allowing them an opportunity to have a seat at the table. Yep. Give me your ideas. Not that I don't know them. already. Right, right. Exactly. I want to hear you say it. I want to actually see it in time and space occur. I want to do this. That sounds like a great idea, Gabriel. Go for yeah. it. Like, you know, I mean, whatever whatever is occurring up there or down right. or sideways, what, whatever well, that means. Well, I mean, look, he, he, Job is the clearest example of that. Yeah. When he gives he gives permission to Satan to go and, and do do his whatever he wants. Yeah. Just don't take his life. Do whatever else you want. He gave complete carte blanche to, to the devil to just uh, wreck his life, take his, you know, kill his kids, uh, take his stuff. Uh, give take his health, you know. But he left uh, his wife, which was don't get married. Some don't people get married. Would say, Paul. Paul teaches that you stay single. <laughs> stay. He did all he's, that, and he left his wife. So you. You got to ask yourself: Is the wife a punishment <laughs> or a blessing? <laughs> right now, but we're that fighting. is. I don't know. Oh no! Oh, that's She's not pregnant. Good. She's angry all oh, the God. time. Oh, I understand. And She'll you're not, you're and not the, with me at the same time. <laughs> you're, you're, you're probably a little intense, Logan. I think maybe I'm, I'm a lot, dude. I, I believe that I feel so bad for her. I'm like, I, I don't know how many times I tell her, thank you for loving me. I'm not getting yeah, up I, yet. I feel I that way too. A long time ago. <laughs> I used to be, I feel like I used to be a lot like you, like a lot in that sense. Like I was a lot for my wife. I'm probably still a lot, but I feel like I'm not as much as I used to be. Either that, or it's just gotten easier because I don't, I don't hear about it as much anymore. <laughs> if she's watching, I love you. That's fair. Yeah. Is she on my side or your side? Um, I don't know if she's actually watching or not. She came home. She had a women's, uh, women's event at the church tonight. A Jamma Palooza and cookie trade. So I know she's got uh, a plate full of like various cookies and stuff from tonight, and uh, they wore pajamas and hung out with the ladies of the church. So. At your USA um, church or a different church? Oh uh, yeah, at our our nationalist church. Yeah, <laughs> Church uh, USA. <laughs> church Church January sixth. <laughs> That's good. We celebrate the our resurrection and the insurrection. <laughs> There's my wife right there. Wow, burning ears much? We were just talking about you, love. She just joined. She, Rachel has entered the chat. <laughs> I, I, I know he's saying no. I heard I heard my wife. I heard he said my wife. I know he's talking about me. She's in the chat and she was watching it on YouTube. Oh, that's <laughs> that's hilarious. Nice. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey so, guys, yeah. so I'll take a second real quick. Just uh follow us on uh YouTube. Um and obviously on TikTok. We appreciate you, your babe. time. If there's any questions or any videos that you guys want us to talk about, anything you see on TikTok that you want us to discuss. Um, or if there's uh, questions that you have that you want us to go over, and we will do our best as the theologians, philosophers, and well-equipped uh, scholars that we are. Um, oh, yeah. It's all uh, over my walls. <laughs> Doctorates and degrees we, and certifications. We, we will give you everything we got. Um, just follow Doctrines of Brad on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Like if you enjoy the video. We also do shorts. Those are all done by Drew. He is the driving force behind this. I need to do shorts more. I'm not dropping enough shorts. 
I do a lot on TikTok, but I don't do as much as on YouTube as I should. Yeah. Dude, my cat's going crazy, man. He's like, he's hunting some sort of ghost thing. It might be a demon. It's possible. <laughs> Not too worried about it, but. You do more pants. Oh. Wow. Because <laughs> we don't do shorts. We do more pants. <laughs> I just got it. <laughs> Yikers. That's <laughs> so good. I love it. Yeah, that was. I, I'm only mad because I should have said that. That's all. <laughs> Not even mad. She said sorry. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Not even mad. I, you ate the whole block of cheese. <coughs> uh, such a good movie. Yeah, one of the. I, I haven't. I, there hasn't been a quotable movie since Anchorman for me. Uh, I used to quote Austin Powers a lot too, but maybe that's just my generation. The etymological relation of resurrection and insurrection. Do do do. That's right. That's our January sixth, buddy. Uh, your whole church was there just we didn't go inside we stayed out did i tell you that my mom asked me if i was at january 6th (laughs) straight face at thanksgiving please tell me it wasn't at thanksgiving straight face like cutting turkey just actually was it thanksgiving last year (laughs) it might have been no what we didn't go for christmas last year it wasn't this year that she asked me though it was a while back but she she was like She's like, Drew, you got to tell me, were you there on January 6th? I was like, no, Ma. <laughs> I was like, why? What gives you that inclination that I would have been at the Capitol? She's like, you just look like one of those January 6th guys. Like, it was the. Not oh, lying. I guess. Put, put a biker vest on. Year. Yeah. A bandana with the USA flag. Oh, good. yeah. Yeah, I already I, got the tattoos and the beard for it. So, did I tell you about my dad and, uh, uh, so for those of you that uh, I what was it episode two we talked about our our like past and our fathers and stuff. Yeah, I am pro chosen the TV series. Oh um, well, good. Yeah, you were just talking about it last week. How your dad, uh, because he's been watching it, he asked you about uh, having a Bible. Tell me, tell me more. Oh, man, so this man's theology. Uh, I love him to death. He he man, he's one of those guys that reads into things like symbols and. Oh yeah, uh, conspiracies, and he just takes it and runs with it. Mm. Um, that Jesus was a nephilim. Um, oh, that when he said, "Eat of my blood and uh, or, eat of my flesh and drink of my blood," uh, that alludes to like this vampire um, lore type of stuff that we things we don't know about. Mm. Um, and I mean, he was watching the chosen and he sends me a text message. He's like, I'd really like a Bible for Christmas. Yeah. 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 That's great. Yeah. And I was like, Christmas, I just, I'm sending it now. Like <laughs> he said, large print, please. I was like, that's right. So I sent him a new, a new living translation Bible just for, for her. Um, that's a good simplicity, one. simplicity of reading. Yeah. Um, and just so he can really pick it up and follow the chosen along, but it, something happened, man. It, it enticed something in him that opened like when i say he was he hated the idea of the cross yeah like he would he would get red in the face telling mm-hmm. me that like just that i'm all that i'm believing a lie right, right. he isn't god that you so i'm hoping and i'm still praying i yeah. hope you guys can pray with me that something changes that heart of stone becomes a heart of flesh and yeah if I'm the chosen that for my mom too get there yeah by all means 
Yeah, that's awesome, man. I, I really hope to to hear a testimony about that. And uh, I'm, you know, my mom is the same way and I'm praying for her too. Um, there was a, a buddy of mine from the Navy who uh, was walking with the Lord and uh, his dad just recently came to Jesus. And, uh, you know, his dad's in his late 60s, early 70s. So, uh, you know, there's no, there's no timeline for God. God does things on his own time. Um, and you know, until, until your loved one goes on to be on the other side, uh, you have an opportunity to proclaim the gospel and they have an opportunity to confess Jesus. Uh, so, you know, don't, don't look at it. Like I, I try to, I try to encourage people when they, you know, they feel like they have a loved one that's kind of fallen away or just seems unreachable. Like they just, Oh, they're just so, they're just so dark and deep and evil, you know, or whatever. They'll never come around. Um, Hey, you don't like, no one was thinking that Drew was going to get saved. You know, like no one was thinking that Drew, uh, was, was on a path to, to know the Lord and to be proclaiming, you know, his Lord. You're a youth pastor. I know. Like what? I know. How's that going by the way? How is that? It's been very good. Um, we've, we actually, we've, we've been growing, but slowly, which is fine. I'm not really worried about the growth, but what I, what I'd like to see more is some of my kids inviting their friends from school and Mm. bringing them in. And so we've, so far I've had, I've had two new kids that have come that were not involved before that came with a friend that was part of the youth group. So, um, I like to see that. I'm hoping to see more of that. I think maybe because I'm still getting my feet wet with this. It's all pretty new. Uh, We are going to be doing a um, gingerbread building competition uh, in youth group, not this week, but next week. And I got the church to buy off on letting us display the gingerbread houses and letting the church vote. And the like number one and two highest votes are going to get a prize. So we're going to get the church involved with it. We're going to, I just want the kids to feel like they're being noticed in the church. Like we talk, our church talks so much about, you know, equipping the younger generation. Um, I just want to see, I want to see more of a melding between some of the older folks and maybe some of the younger kids. And just to see that it is a community, like everybody, we're a family and that's what God has intended. We should be on the same page. We should, uh, if there's a child in the church, uh, the older people in the church should be should look at it like a spiritual grandkid or great grandkid or child. You know, like there should be an involvement throughout the whole church community. I think in raising children, uh, in their in praying for the kids, in in uh, teaching them up. You know, I mean that's the Bible calls us calls women to do that with the older women, with the younger women. That models the exact same way that men are supposed to be uh, with each other. Older men modeling uh, discipleship for younger men. So. Um, but yeah, thanks, man. Youth has been going good. Um, I'm very grateful and, uh, I continue to, uh, take it a day at a time, dude, whatever the Lord brings me, I'm going to, I'm going to honor him with putting him first. And whether it's with 10 or five or 30, you know, I'm just going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to preach and teach. Like I have a hundred kids coming every week. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's the goal. How about you with your church stuff? I know, uh, you had some conversations recently with some folks and anything uh, coming out of that? Yeah, he actually reached out to me today. He was like, hey, Logan, uh, I want to get lunch with you. Um, the I went and went one Sunday and listened to their interim pastor give a sermon. Um, 
and it was a good sermon, but it was awful um, in the sense that, I mean, I, I can take any verse in the Bible and link it back to scripture. I mean, excuse me, link it back to Jesus. Give me the gospel, right? Like we just did with like how we women are bringing as, as uh, not concubines, but as uh, as split, uh, um, spoils, spoils of war, of war yeah. right? They're being adopted back into the family uh, and so that their lineage can grow back as the Israelites as they would have been if like obviously. God, God in a God-honoring way, yeah, for sure. And like you, you could always bring the gospel in this portion of Ruth and it's just talking about the sovereignty of God doesn't bring up the gospel, but brings up how God's sovereignty is going to give you a better life. It's going to help you through life. It's going to make mm. a better life for you. That's all fine and dandy. It's true, right? It, God wants good for his, his children. Give me the gospel behind that sovereignty. Yeah. Give me the understanding of how Ruth is related to Jesus and how it all yeah. unfolded. Um, now, I don't know if his series was going to keep going or whatever. I, I didn't go back uh, mm. then, like last week. I, I, I went back to the church I've been attending. Um, but I did reach out to the uh, pastor camp and I told him like, hey, man, here's my plans. Here's my goals. Um, you ain't got to apply a reply anytime soon. Uh, so I sent him a video at like 1030 at night, like just telling him who I was because I've actually never had a conversation with the guy. Mm. Um, um, still no reply yet, but uh, man, I'm just, I'm just enjoying being a layman. I do attend a Bible study there that uh, I get to talk and t- kind of teach alongside the teacher without That's good. teaching, right? Because he, yeah. he asks, he, he wants participation, right? He asks questions and. I'll get and you're, you're the guy that's always answering. Always. <laughs> well, so I, dude. I try to be quiet for as long as possible. Dude, bro. If nobody, if yes. nobody says anything, I go, all right. So I would say, Oh my gosh, um, dude. What, why is it just me and you? Like, I know it's not just me and you, but like, I, it's the same problem. I have the same problem. I'll go to these men's Bible studies and they'll ask. And it's like, I want to jump in. I wait so long. I'm like, okay, somebody else answer. Please. Somebody else say something. Like, I, I don't want to be the guy that always has something to say, but like, I just find teachable moments in everything I talk. I mean, everything points back to God. Everything points back to his glory. It's like, yeah. just remember that some people are there to learn and be yeah, just to, just to take it all in. Yeah. But maybe they don't have something to say. Right? Yeah. They just want to, they just want to, you know, be encouraged. And I just learn. feel bad. I always have something to say. That's, I yeah, think because problem. you've been given a spirit for teaching, right? Mm. Like it, it's in you. Uh, you've you've been giving a spirit of leadership, right? Like there's, um, it's just part of like there's a reason you went into the military. There's a reason that the military develops leadership the way it does. Um, most people that go into the military have some form of of leadership characteristic, a part of their personality that we magnify and even praise as you, yeah, yeah. as you go throughout your military career. That's true. Uh, not everybody's meant to be a leader, you know? Yeah. Some people are just meant to be in the backgrounds and just, they enjoy that. Yeah. I don't think that, uh, I, I got asked this. It was a very profound question in my career. It was my CEO who asked me, he said, uh, he said, do you think that people are born leaders or people or people can be created to be leaders? And I really, I think I don't know that I answered how I feel now, but I now I, th- I think about that question a lot, and 
I think now the way that I would answer it is I, I don't think you can teach a leader to be a leader. I think you can cultivate what God has put in that person to be a leader, but I don't think you can teach, you can teach traits and people mm-hmm. can, can mimic and mirror traits. But the problem is that oftentimes, and I'm sure that was your, this was your experience also in the military. Oftentimes non-leaders could do really well in looking like leaders, but always fell short when it came to actual leadership. They yeah. could talk the talk, they could walk the walk because they had been taught how to speak the language, how to how to interact as a leader, but there was no natural or innate ability within them that made people want to follow them. Mm. Do you was that your now it probably was a little bit you were an officer and I was an enlisted guy, so there probably was a little bit of variation in there because you you automatically you get the respect because of your commission and because That's of right. your pay grade. That's and right. And I disrespect you because I work for a living. As a senior yeah. enlisted leader, I work for a living. Well, Don't call me so, sir. So, so even in the idea there of immediately obtaining respect based on rank, right? Um, I now need to rise to the occasion. When in charge, be in charge. I need to represent that. If these men who have fought and given their lives and uh, risked their lives for the sake of this nation and have signed on that dotted line to – to if the time comes, they're going to die for yeah. this country and do everything they can to defend it, then I need to rise to the occasion as well and lead these men appropriately right. and respect them and honor them as the as the heroes that they are, right? And meaning I need to be that same person myself yeah, um, and lead by example. So, right. yep. in a, I mean, you can't, you can fake it till you make it a lot of times in a lot of things. Right. But at some point, the pressure gets so hard that you fail. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, wh- what do you do with that, right? So if you failed or if you you uh, displayed characteristics of a poor leader, um, you can either rise to the occasion again and try again and not, not let the same things happen again or um, continue to live with it the rest of your life that you're just – not not learn from the mistake is what I'm saying. Right, not right. From from the lessons that you could have learned. Yep. Um, trying to keep my computer from going black. Oh, so here's the so here's the next one. All right. If a man happens to meet, oh, this is Deuteronomy 22, 28 through 29. Actually, let me go ahead and give you some more context here. Read full chapter. All right, so basically marriage violations right and inside this there's several marriage violations um of which there are a few where it's um um having sex outside of marriage having sex uh, in adultery being married to somebody else being betrothed um and so i'm gonna start in verse 25 but if out of the country a man happens to meet a young woman pledged to be married and rapes her only the man who has done this shall die. Do nothing to the woman. She has committed no sin deserving death. Right? So the man goes out. She's in the country. She's yelling, but nobody's there to hear her to help her. And she's raped. Then she's she then she's not guilty of her sexual violation, right? That she's right. lost her virginity. She's not guilty. It's very clear. Um, this caught the this. this 
This case is like that of someone who attacks and murders a neighbor, for the man found the young woman out in the country, and though the betrothed woman screamed, there was no one there to rescue her. Um, and this is more likely alluding to uh, a verse in Exodus. If a man happens to meet a virgin, and this is the this was the, his argument, right? This is his point where he wants to um, show sexual assault as a part of the Christian faith. If a man happens to meet a virgin who is not pledged to be married and rapes her, and they are discovered, he shall pay uh, shall pay her her father fifty shekels of silver. He must marry the young woman, for he has violated her. He can never divorce her as long as he lives. That's a mercy, man. Women, especially back in those times, were valuable based off of their ability to produce children and whom they were married to. Boom. It is a mercy, right? This man is now, he is now, one, he had to give up 50 shekels of silver. So like, next there's question. A, there's is, a punishment for his sin. Right. So next question is, what, how much is 50 shekels? Is that like a million dollars today? Right, right. right. Like, I mean, I don't know. But I mean, is that is this man basically paying her father millions of dollars for his his crime against her? Mm. Right. And then he is now responsible, obligated to honor this woman as his wife the rest of his life. Well, they would say that what they did say the other night was, well, that's just her being forced to be sexually assaulted over and over and over again the rest of her life. Right. She would and have been said, outcasted by her tribe. If she she would have. Defiled. She would have been outcasted. She would have never been able to marry again. She, right? Um, and then it says he can never divorce her as long as he lives. Right? So God has regulated this. This happens. Um, so some people take this passage and uh, other translations will take rape out um, and just put uh, aggresses or uh, 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 seizes. Mm -hmm. um, but even, so I, and I was like, look, I'll give it to you guys. If it does say rape, then we can talk through this on how there's sure. some kind of like God is putting restrictions and boundaries and regulations. Yeah. This man now has to pay for his crime. This young woman is now bound to him because if she, she, she's not going to find anybody else. She's never going to be a widow. She's going to be left. Alone. Not because she's not valuable, but because society did not value that. That's what we, right. I think that needs to be the clear is like, because people will pick up on that. Well, women are just, they're, they're just property treated like that. Yes, that's how society viewed that, and that's why God, in this in this instance, is redeeming the value of that woman. Yes, a violation has been been uh, made upon her, and He is redeeming her value. Go ahead, keep keep going. So I just wanted to interject. And He must marry. Uh, he must marry the young woman, for He has violated her. He can never divorce her, right? So the law of Moses allows and permits for a letter of divorce. Yep. This man is not. He's not allowed to. He is going to care for that woman because he has done something wrong. Well, the argument the other day is like these people, you guys are – so he just gets to continue to rape her the rest of his life. Well, no, they've been found. His crime has been dealt with, right? And it says a man is They're making is an assumption though. They're, they are making an assumption that that, that is always a bad thing. That I mean – we agree that the bad thing happened, but they're they're assuming that that's a forced bad thing for the rest of her life. I think that's the point that they're trying to take. Right? Hopefully, there's repent. Yeah, so it, I, there's a hopefully a potential 
Mm. But there's repentance from the community at large to govern over this marriage and make sure he behaves and treats her appropriately. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Right. It's not, so remember here in America, we have an individualistic society. What I want to do with my life, how I want to, I want to go be a doctor. Or I want to go do this. I want to, I want, I have dreams and aspirations right. and a collectivist society like the East. What does the tribe need me to do? Do I need to go off and do something and bring back medicine to the family? Do I need to just stay here and be a farmer or the guy that goes and gets water? Right. Yeah. Um, Right. So collectivist society is basically you are doing something that helps the collective. In America, we have an opposite, uh, an opposite ideal. For we that. have Whole Foods. <laughs> right? But even even then, like oftentimes people that are farmers, their kids don't want to be farmers. They want to go do something else because all they've known is farming. Sometimes they, they just want to dance, Logan. They just want to <laughs> they just wanna dance. I don't want your farm life. I just want to dance. That's right. Jazz hands. Um, Sorry if you just walked into here. And I was saying, like, look, I don't know if this is like I need to go read it in the Hebrew to understand what these words for seize and violate mean. Mm. Right. And so, there, I mean, there's a couple commentaries on it. So the word translated for force in verse 25 is the Hebrew word, and it's spelled C-H-A-Z-A-Q. Right. And yet the in verse 28, the verb has been intentionally changed to tapas or tapas, uh, T-A-P-A-S. Um, so one of them is actually referring to rape, while the other one is saying the seizing is like the taking up of like mm. a baby or like the, the grabbing of something. Um, more consensual, more more passionate versus aggressive. Um Obviously, you saw in this uh, in this uh, this NIV version, it does use the word rape, hmm. right? And so we have God putting a regulation: if this man rapes this woman, and they are discovered, he shall pay her father fifty shekels because he has done something wrong, right? He must marry the young woman. Obviously, we see that as a mercy because of the culture at the time; she would have been outcasted. So how do we argue or explain to a, a, an American like group of people that have this idea that you know this is just perpetuating sexual assault and sexual like this woman's just going to be raped the rest of her life that she's a victim and she's going to continue being a victim? Um, well, we acknowledge that first of all that the law has been fulfilled. So there is a, a vast difference between the laws that were given to the Israelites and the fulfillment of the law, which we now live under grace, which is maybe that's more of a dispensational point, but, um, but did somebody say something in your chat? No dispensational doctrines of dispensational doctor. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's what the RAD, the reformed American dispensationalist. Uh, so we, um, Oh gosh, what was, what was the point? It could be it could be uh, doctrines of dad, dispensational American dads. We could have a counter, like we should talk to some dispensational friends. Like, hey, create a counter yeah. podcast. And yeah, <laughs> the doctrines of dad. <laughs> the doctrines, of but they're dad. not fathers. That would they're be the not. best part. Is they're not dads <laughs> at all. They have to be single men. Just a bunch of twenty year olds. Yeah. Um, no, but I I think that 
the so the the commands that are like Jesus says I you know I've I've come to what is it I come to give you a new command I don't want to misspeak but uh love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself he talks about those being the two greatest commandments correct so all of that is all of the rest of the law is kind of wrapped up into that like if you love your neighbor you're not going to rape them you're not going to essay them I don't know why I said essay <laughs> I said rape <laughs> but if you're uh you know you're if you love your neighbor you're not going to uh covet their wives you're not going to covet their property you're not going to try to steal from them you're not going to lie to them so it it's really all rolled up so it hasn't it's not that god has changed god still looks at the law very seriously uh but understanding that the the very specific laws were there to bring order from chaos before the law, there was no law. Before God's command, there was no uh, joint moral. Like people lived by what they wanted, and they lived enslaved for the most part. There's, there wasn't a moral collective. And what's crazy is the the growth of like women being respected appropriately, and men not giving into their lustful desires and controlling themselves and having self-control comes from Christian belief. And yet these arrogant Americans today wanted to make the claim that sexual assault is on a rise in America because of Christianity. Well, they couldn't quantify because, that argument. Um, well, no, they couldn't. But, uh, well, he actually attempted to by taking all the sexual assaults that happened by priests and pastors in America and putting that into uh, like the, the, it's only it, it's it's a subcategory of a nationwide problem of sexual essay around the world, mm. and he's like, let me just identify this one group and say that that's the problem. Nah, man, that's not how that works. Right? Uh, yeah, people are flawed. There are people in in our churches that do bad things. Yeah. But I don't I don't turn away from Jesus because Judas. Right. Right. I I, I keep loving Jesus. I keep following Jesus. But the, the reality is they, they, they tried to flip this on its head. The only reason we understand sexual assault to be a problem is because of Jesus. Prior to, prior to the cross and like if you look at cultures be, behind like 2,000 years ago and beyond, it, they, people, there was no domination for, of the who was more powerful. Yeah, there's no rights even for – I mean women were considered to be property. Today uh, we, we do not teach that. I don't, the church doesn't teach that. Uh, if your church teaches that, you need to go find a new church. That's for sure. But we don't teach that. And uh, again, I think uh, going back to the garden, I think if we identify God's intention for women and the role that they play in God's creation, uh, you see that there there is no advocation for violence and assault and all of that. And and considering them as property, they are truly exalted. Women are exalted alongside of men together in the image of God. Yeah. And for the two people in this life, I just want to recap on a few things. One, um, know scripture as much as you can. You don't have to be a scholar. But two, know the character of God even more. Yeah. You know the character of God by knowing scripture. So that when you're faced with difficult passages like this where you're really trying to understand what is God telling us here about this? That you can trust God, that there's that in some way He is guarding, protecting, and honoring His people 
regardless of the situation that's going on. This is a mercy and not a crime, right? That this is this man is being punished for what he's done. Um, and then the last thing is when interacting with people on on uh, on TikTok or any any space, remain calm, be kind. Talk about Jesus more than talk than you talk about anything else. Apparently that really bothers them. <laughs> like just the simple and, fact that I brought yeah, Jesus but, into it, they had to shut me up because. It, right. And the gospel the is the power of God to salvation. So focus on the gospel, because if you can get the gospel into a conversation, uh, I, you know, the, the hope is that God uses that to illuminate the truth for them so that they understand it. I mean, I can't, I can't give you enough testimony, you know, to, to just tell you, man, being on TikTok, you, you think, you think it's, uh, proving fruitless or God's not doing anything. And and I've seen it. And there's, I have a friend that, um, I feel I care very much for that has, uh, proclaimed, a faith in Jesus because she heard the gospel on TikTok. That's awesome. And so, um, you know, don't get discouraged. Uh, just, Focus the gospel. Focus on the gospel. I could have, man, I could have really messed it up too. Like I could have really gone, I could have taken her question. I could have been so out in left field. I could have been about this or that or whatever, but I knew that just the gospel <laughs> thank God focus. He, thank God she, he brought her to you and not some wackadoodle dispensational. Yeah, crazy. because God wanted to save her. <laughs> I mean, not, not saying dispensation people aren't saved, but I'm just right. like, you could have had a guy that was like, all right, so I had this dream. <laughs> she went to, she, she had seen, that was actually part of what brought her that kept her on my live is that she had never seen any Christian content on TikTok, and she had ignored it. Or if, if it was wow. Christian content, it was anti-Christian content. And that day, the first, first two lives that she scrolled through were both Christian. And she, I was the third live that she landed on. And that's where she stayed and that's where she heard the gospel. So nice. Um, again, it's not, not of my own power or my will, but simply this, the power of will of God. All right. Well, let's, uh, I'm, uh, I think we, I think we're good, man. Um, yeah. You want to go ahead since we're talking about the gospel? I have two people in here. One of them is Rissa. Who is the other person? <laughs> I have four. I have Abaya, Hovies, I think Rachel's in here, and Rissa was bouncing back and forth. Yeah. So, so we have two people in our YouTube. So I was I was talking to an atheist the other day, very, very smart individual, very intellectual, uh, very kind. It was a good conversation. He did allow me to give the gospel at the end. He said, Do you have any final thoughts? And I was like, I just want to share the gospel. Um and in that, I was thinking of another way to talk to people who absolutely reject this idea of a blood sacrifice in Jesus um, and try to touch them on a, on a, on a personal level. Like if, you, if, you, if there's anybody in here that is suffering with like just you're, you're anxious, depressed, you're, you're just not at peace, just I would like for you to direct message me and I'd love to talk to you about Jesus and show you the joy that I have with it. Amen. That through him, I have found peace here and now. I Through everything I've been through, I am happy now because I have my, my assurance is in something that is absolute. Everybody in this world is going to hurt you. Everybody's going to, like at some point, Drew is going to hurt my feelings again because the last episode, I, I he did. really hurt me. 
<laughs> I, felt, I felt bad. I did repent. I, I did ask for forgiveness. Kidding. But no, you didn't. But, yes, I did. I told but, you. I texted you right away. And I was like, dude, yeah. I'm really sorry if I said anything that was offensive to you. I didn't... I'm saying you didn't offend me. It's oh, okay. Fine. Okay, good. I was like, no, dude, I definitely <laughs> apologized. <laughs> no, uh, but every nothing else in this world is absolute. But the love of God, that there is nothing in all of creation that will separate you from the love of God. And that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are found in Christ Jesus. So if you can bring that together for them, when you talk about it, if they're not willing to hear the life, death, burial concept, then remember there's an objective portion of the gospel and a subjective portion. We'll touch them on the part where it's subjective. You're hurting and you know you are. Everything that you're doing on the life you're living is because you're trying to feel a void and you can deny it all you want. But there is something absolute there that will fill that void. If you wanna, if you wanna know more, message me. I'd love to talk to you about Jesus. Amen. And uh, if you want to send an email to the podcast, you can send it. To and me. money, like the, people forget that. And money, the emails, in the, the email. questions, the videos. Can they do that? I don't know. Can we send digital gift cards. I mean, you can send Bitcoin. <laughs> don't send us money. Like no. we make the joke all the time to play on the idea of mega churches and like Joel Holstein. Yeah. Send us, send joke. us all of your mind and send us thoughts and prayers too. Um, but thank you guys for, for coming to hang out with us tonight. Uh, the doctrines of rad at gmail.com, or I think it's just doctrines of rad at gmail.com is the email. Uh, give us a follow. If you like what you hear on, uh, on TikTok. come over to YouTube and subscribe to the channel, the doctrines of rad. Uh, also just, um, if you haven't followed Logan or I, on TikTok yet that we that is kind of where we spend a good amount of our time on social so come uh come hang out with us on TikTok and uh we just appreciate you guys hopefully we're edifying to you hopefully we get you to think about something even if you don't feel like you agree with us we get you to think and process stuff a little bit differently that's kind of the goal uh to get us to think outside the box to be disciples to pursue truth and uh, we do love you guys and we appreciate all of your support so have a good night have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you next Monday. We are out.